Hello, hello, hello. I'm back. Hi, guys. It's Mary Lee um, on the Wings of Love podcast. And my goodness, I think we are about to have another pilot as The Bachelor. I think that's where we're at. Um, so it's top four. Um, we just had the hometown date. Um, and I believe we're on episode eight. I know. I haven't recapped in a few weeks. And uh, quite honestly, they kind of string together. You know, um, there was an episode that was truly an hour long. And then Chris Harrison and Hannah recapped for an hour, which was ridiculous. And uh, honestly, just taking airtime. I don't know why they didn't have material, but I guess they didn't. All those hours of filming, they didn't have enough material to make two hours of television. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, anyway, moving on. Then we had a good episode, um, in, uh, the Netherlands, which was beautiful. Um, yeah, I couldn't remember when the last time they went to the Netherlands. I'd have to look, look that up, but that was a beautiful episode. And I don't know if you guys are the same way, but honestly, half of the reason sometimes why I love a Bachelor episode is just to see where they're traveling and to be like, oh, what is it like over there? So if you are a travel, um, adventurous explorer type, uh, you probably are enjoying this too. So anyway, uh, so this episode has ended up becoming uh, a mix of hometowns slash fantasy suite dates. Uh, there was so much to cover and I ended up doing an interview with Chelsea, uh, who's been on the pod a few times now. Uh, we talked about Jed, finally. Um, We also talked about, of course, Peter and Tyler and Luke. And so you're going to hear from Chelsea and uh, hear her very different perspective than my perspective on this. Um, I think it's really imperative as we watch the show to see all sides, to watch what is uncovered in the social media, and to take into account everything we know as fact um, and as hearsay before we make a judgment. I think the producers do an excellent job at making us think what they want us to think. But uh, anyway, in today's podcast, I've spliced together several different clips from conversations that guys have had in previous episodes with Hannah, with their moms, with Chris Harrison. And uh, yeah, I'm going to share that with you guys now so you can make your own opinion about what you think, um, what you think of these guys and who you think is best for Hannah and you know honestly they're gonna go off TV one guy's likely gonna end up with her but uh, you know we have a choice whether we demonize people or if we show them grace and um, who those people are and um, so make your opinions now and be prepared to listen and have those opinions changed so obviously the first guy to cover is Peter and I have a few segments for you. Um, first I'm going to have a clip, uh, of the conversation between Peter and his mother. Um, and then we have Chelsea and I talked for a while about Peter. Um, and we have some thoughts on why she did sleep with him and does that mean he's the final one or was that a fluke? Um, but I want to leave you with this thought, which I don't, um, it's the only time I'm going to really talk about it is Peter had a girlfriend before the show. It has come up. I've read, um, tons of articles about this, but basically he had a girlfriend. She was a model, lived in Atlanta. And from her words, she was living in Atlanta, met Peter 
and Peter flew back and forth to see her. They saw each other every week, every other week. They were in a monogamous, committed relationship all last fall from like September through December. Um, met each other's families and then literally, um, we're, you know, we're planning a, a big trip somewhere in Europe um, or abroad for March. And then, of course, we're planning New Year's Eve together. I mean, this was a serious relationship. So she'd already booked her flight to California for New Year's. And then on, like, Christmas or Christmas Eve, he broke up with her on the phone, unexplained, like, with no reason. And at the time, she was just shocked. It was totally out of the blue. And fast forward a few months, um, she found out Peter was going to be on The Bachelor. And she thinks that that's probably why he broke up with her. He was really smart about it. He then broke up with her, deleted any trace of relationship with her on um, social media, including any comments he had left on her social media pages. Um, He deleted it. He deleted any trace of like a serious relationship. And um, in this next clip that you're going to hear, he is talking to his mom about... um, Um, his love for Hannah and how, um, you know, it was really hard for him getting over his ex. Well, that's funny, Peter, because you broke up with her to be on TV. So, um, I really don't buy it personally that a guy ever breaks up with a woman out of the blue just because, um, just because what he found another girl to date in California from December to February. I mean, is that the only other explanation? I just think this makes Peter fishy. Does it make Peter the worst guy in the world? No. I mean, by the time he did go on The Bachelor, he was free and clear. And he didn't have a girlfriend. But it does bode that um, he's he has painted a picture with his family and with uh, Hannah that he had a serious girlfriend. It didn't work out. And he's very upset over it. When in actuality, it appears that he broke up with the girlfriend so he could date Hannah. So he was the one who did that. Anyway, if you don't know that, I think that paints the story totally differently. Um, Do I think he should be the next Bachelor? Absolutely not. Um, And I'm still Team Mike. So I know we're not really talking about Mike anymore. He's off the show. I hope I have a great recap after the the final rose or the men tell all. But uh, for now, you're going to have to hear about guys who I really, really hope are not the next Bachelor. So with that said, here's the clip, and then uh, here we will dive into Peter, and then we're going to go into all the guys after. So keep listening. I think she's in love with you? I don't know, but I know how I feel about her, and I have have a good feeling how she feels about me. Have you said I love you to her yet? I have not said it yet. Um, I obviously from you know, my last relationship and how hard that was for me to move on and and truly, like, let that go. And Okay, so guess who's back? Back again. We have Chelsea! Hi! And Chelsea's in person. So, um, how great is that? It's finally our first time podcasting together in person. Yeah. Anyway, reactions on Peter, because honestly, at this point, I'm at the point in the season, I don't know if you guys are as listeners, where I'm like, I don't want to go through every detail of the date. I don't want to tell you if I liked her outfit or if I didn't like her outfit. Like, that was what I did in the beginning of the season when I was bored, 
and I wasn't sure if I liked the guys or I wasn't sure like the point of the date, that's when the show's entertaining, okay? If you don't watch the show too much, the first few episodes, it's just pure entertainment. Like people are getting hit in aggressive dates, you know, people are fighting, someone gets too drunk and says the wrong thing. This is like classic bachelor stuff. But here we are, final four. We really should be at the final three, but unfortunately she didn't cut anyone. And I'm going to say it. She could, she should have cut Jed oh, last week. I don't, I, I disagree. I, I like Jed. I know it's weird, but I like him. Uh, okay, well, I don't know how you all felt watching that, like, long anticipation of who she was going to give that final rose to, but... I was just, uh, knowing what I know about Jed, I was just over the moon, like, even what I didn't know about Jed, I was like, girl, it is obvious. His family is not on board. He's not that obsessed with you, so he is the one to cut. Like, Why do you say he's not that obsessed? He has told her, he was the first person to tell her straight up, I love you. Okay, fine. All right, so then... Fine. Let me put it this only, way. I don't think anyone has said, well, yeah, I guess now they have. Now they this have. This episode, they, have, they started to say. Okay, fine. I'm going off intuition. Okay. If yeah, I was dating fine. Jed, if I saw the way Jed looked at me, if he looked at me the way he looks at Hannah, I'd be like, I don't believe you. You know? I know what acting is. I think you're acting. <laughs> you think he's acting. Okay. Oh, I think he's acting. So, um, anyway, bad acting, but he's acting. So... It, uh, whatever we're getting to that so she didn't kick off Jed she has four men she should have three she's going to fantasy suites so here they are and um first date goes happens with Peter mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, to me there's not too much to recap I think she and Peter are cute I think they have nice chemistry I don't think he's gonna be her f1 I just don't see I think when you pick your final person it's like who do you have a ton of chemistry with? Yeah. Who do you have, like, a blast with as, like, your best friend? Mm-hmm. And I watch their dates, and I constantly think that she's trying to think of, like, things they should talk about. Yeah. You know, like, when they were on their hometown date, she's going through his car because they don't really have too much to talk about. Yeah. And when they're on this date, they're, like, making out on, weren't they on a boat? or yeah. boat. They're making out on a boat. I don't think they have much to talk about. I think yeah. they just are, like, sexually charged. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Any thoughts there with the Peter game? Like, is yeah, Peter it's it? kind of weird because I think he's a little dorky, and she's like very like into him. Like they have good chem- physical chemistry, but yeah, I which good for agree. Peter, right? Peter, yeah, good like for if him. he snagged her, he's she's one up him. You know, yeah. she's she's a better catch. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think she's drawn to his like again. I think she's drawn to. I think he's you know commanding sexually maybe um and she's into it uh but beyond that commanding when he picked her up and put her on a pool table yeah i mean but also dorky because he was like oh and you know i mean i think that she's drawn to the fact that he's like adventurous like he flies Mm -hmm. places let's just go here go there and this is gonna be our life which maybe that's true but, um, well, I don't know. Actually, I think Chelsea, that's what she's drawn to. Is, your husband was a pilot. Yeah. Did he have this conversation? Yeah, I've never flown with him. Never. I've never, I've, he's never flown me in an airplane. But if he comes from an aviation family, like maybe someone, he, maybe he has access to like Cessnas more often. Maybe they will just like 
flying a little like thing to like a private jet yeah but yeah like, maybe private jet but probably not it doesn't seem like he's like that level of wealth i don't it think he's like that wealthy he lives at home yeah. He's living at home yeah. with a BMW. Well, he probably is never home. Yeah, I guess. He's probably finding women to date. He's a pilot. He's never home. Uh, yeah, but I don't he's know. Flying interna- he's flying, probably not international. He's no, he's Delta. a new pilot. He's, he's flying Delta. He's probably like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I'll go there. Like places that people who yeah, have families fair. don't want to go. And he, that's why he lives with his parents because he doesn't actually like live anywhere. Yeah, okay, so whatever. Peter seems adventurous to her. Yes. Probably why she's buying it. So, yeah, that's what I would guess. What did you think of the date, though? Were you like, great, he could be the F1 or F2? Or Not really. All right. I mean, it seemed fun. It seemed like a fun date. It seemed fine. They were definitely going to bang. Really? Yeah. I thought that. You thought their chemistry was when that he, like, good? When closed the door and she's, like, laying on the bed, like, looking over, I'm like... That's like we're about to get late. Okay, so I want to address one thing. They go. They opened up a chest. Do you remember when like they go to the room in the windmill? By the way, guys, (laughs) spoiler alert: she fucks Peter in a windmill twice. Yeah. (laughs) So she says it. Yeah. More than once. Right. So anyway, I say that to say. When they first go in the windmill, do you remember they like there was like a treasure chest and they're like, "Ooh, what's in here?" Oh, yes, yeah, there's like condoms in there. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, remember this was in your car?" And um, she's like, "Did you put this in?" She was making a joke. Yeah, she was. It was cute, but like, I just want to address y'all. That is normal. Every year on The Bachelor, they put a little treasure chest oh. of goodies, so they will give them condoms, lube, sex toys. They, like, basically are like, yeah, if you want to have sex on the fantasy suite, here's some, you yeah. know, things to help you along. So, this wasn't uncommon. What was uncommon is that they've never shown it before. They right. probably only showed it with Peter because it was actually humorous. It was a joke, callback to a joke. Right. That they made previously. But, but producers, they've never shown a clip before of, like, the treasure chest of, like, mm. condoms and lube. And quite frankly, it was real quick. If you yeah. did, you'd have to like really Google, not Google, but zoom in and pause the TV to watch it. Yeah. But yes, it wasn't just condoms. They do this every, I don't know how many years they've been doing it, but they've been doing it for a while. I know they had this on Ben Higgins season, which was at least four or five years ago. By the way, speaking of, you know, Lauren, his ex-girlfriend is engaged. I heard that. Yeah. What, did That's you, great. You, I feel like you're like, I heard that vaguely. I heard that. No, I heard it on a podcast. <laughs> oh, good. It was probably Ben talking about it on his podcast. Yeah. Yeah, she's engaged. Anyway, what? country singer. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged, so I'm just, oh, love. <laughs> I love love. Anyway, so yay for Lauren Bushnell, who's engaged to, um, not Chris Pratt, um, He's a country singer. Just go to Lauren Bushnell's page. You know what's amusing? She has way more followers than he does. She has about a million followers. He has like 500. It's because girls want to figure out how to get that those skinny legs. Oh, yeah. That girl has good jeans. That's all I know. Yeah, I think she also works out like a lot. Or doesn't eat. Doesn't eat. eat. No, I don't think she eats. Yeah. Because 
I work out a lot, and I yeah, would I never look like, like that. So do you. My butt does not look like that. No. So, anyway, it, Lauren, we don't know what you're doing, but people love your body. So, anyway, um, back to Peter. So, Peter's not the one. They have sex. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I think it was, like, if I was her, I wouldn't have been, like, this is the guy I have sex with. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know why she thought that was a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I think she was honestly sexually charged. Yeah. Like, I haven't been physical in a really mm-hmm. long time. I could physically mm-hmm. get deep and down with a few of these guys, so, like, why not? When else am I going to, like, be in some random location around the world mm-hmm. and have exotic sex? Like, I think it was mm-hmm. thrilling to her. Yeah. You know when she made out with Luke? In yeah. the, one of the first episodes. She was talking about him being dessert. Yes. And she's like, oh, he is just a dessert. And then she goes, it, it's thrilling. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. that's exactly how she said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think to her, I don't know so much Peter is thrilling. I think the idea of Peter mm-hmm. in a windmill in, where are they, France? Mm-hmm. No. No, the Netherlands? Weren't they in Crete? Greece? They're in Greece. <laughs> yeah. I've lost track. They're in Greece. Uh-huh. I just think it was thrilling to her. Like, oh my gosh, it's really yeah, exciting. Of yeah, of course. That's why she did it. Yeah. But, all right, well, and so she's like up. a, you know, she's a, a hot woman dating, like, some, I think he has a baby face and he's, like, not my type, Peter, but, like, you know, she's, like, probably thinking, like, if this is it, if this is it, like, I'm going to get married soon. Right. This is my last hurrah. (laughs) That's true. I mean, it could kind of be like that, you know? Like, and especially for someone like her who maybe hasn't been with a lot of people. Yeah, she keeps reiterating. She has this opportunity to, like, try different men out. A wild oat before she gets married. Like, maybe just, like, one or two. I think that's really not what it is. It's not. I think, you know, I had a friend compare this um, to, so have you ever heard of Rumspringer? So it's what the Amish and the Mennonites do. Yeah. When they're like 16 years old, they're like, okay, you can go away. And Mm -hmm. often you like. It's like a hall pass. So in New York City, I love it. I love seeing like the random Amish people in New York and you're like, yeah, you clearly don't live here. You're like, yeah. I don't know why they think like, oh, I'm going to come to New York and like try to blend in by standing out. Yeah. <laughs> you stand out. Um, take off the Amish clothes, put on normal clothes. So the rum springer is people, the Amish people and the Mennonites, they put on normal clothes and I think they're usually 16 or 18. Fun fact, I actually lived in an Amish community for like four or five months of my life. So I knew these people like firsthand mm-hmm. and um yeah they go crazy and some of them like go crazy but then they like get pregnant unexpectedly I think that's what Hannah's going through I think she's yeah. like I have been contained I have sex had sex with two people and um so I think that she um is having her rum springer Okay, so there's a lot of Peter recap and Hannah recap. Yeah. <laughs> Basically I think she's I think she's having a rum springer. You call it sowing her wild oats. <laughs> All fair points. I mean, mm-hmm. Hannah probably just wants to get down and dirty. I, yeah, that's her vibe. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. So, whatever. I mean, I get it. I've been there, done that. I'm not going to go into detail. 
but I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Anyway, uh, that being said, next we have um, Tyler's date. Yeah. I was really excited about his date. I'm kind of yeah. obsessed with Tyler. Without being That's obsessed, great. let's just pause there. Need to share something with the pod. Guys, I met Tyler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say it like I'm a teenager. Um, no, for real. I you When? Know. Really? No, I didn't no. tell you this? No. Okay, so Tyler does his runs. If you guys follow him on social media, which I think you do. I think everyone listening to this podcast <laughs> follows Tyler Cameron. He has a million followers. Yeah. I... Guys, this is Bachelor history right now. If you don't know that, I'm not exaggerating. Okay, so no joke. The first time, well, also Instagram is bigger than it used to be, but Hannah G reached a million followers after the finale. We're talking after the finale, okay? It was like a day later, she reached a million. Finale. Not like the end of her episode when she left after the finale, okay? The show's not even over. We still yeah. have the men tell all, the final two, the final episode, so, and after the final rose. He's already at a million. Yeah. This has never that's, happened. That's crazy. He has so much appeal. It's mm-hmm. it's he is like an Abercrombie mixed into like a good guy who is a bro, who's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great with like timing of social now, media. Here's a question. Even though I don't look at him and think he's like bachelor material, yeah. like he doesn't get chosen, which yeah. I, I don't know if he will. Yeah. Um, but do you think that this one million dollar, I mean, one followers, million, one million followers, like thing, could influence the producers? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, think about it in anyone's career. They want yeah. people to have followers. Yeah. And they're like, if you have followers, I mean, then people are gonna watch that, the show. Maybe he will be in the running. I think he's a thousand. If he's not Hannah's husband to be, uh-huh. I think he's. I mean, girls everywhere want. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So anyway, to backtrack though, I met Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Very brief. Uh-huh. Um, so he does these runs to Central Park. So again, if you're listening and you follow him, you know this. Tyler, I'm not sure if he lives in the city or if and sorry if that sounds pretentious, but people who live in New York City just call it the city. So sorry. Anyway, um I don't know if he lives there, he just visits a lot, but he has been helping his friend, Matt James is the name, who has this like um, nonprofit, I think it's a nonprofit, called ABC Food Tours. Mm-hmm. And they basically go to like lower income schools, they like provide food and like a fun experience. Because mm-hmm. they're like, we know your life, you don't get field trips, and that sucks. And like, it's nice to have a day that feels special. Yeah. You know, like, it's nice to go on a vacation or on a field mm-hmm. trip. And if your family can afford that, we want to provide that for you. So, okay, so he does that. He Matt, his best friend, I think he played football with, um, has this organization. Tyler's been going around with them. And then Tyler decided, oh, I'm going to do a meetup in Central Park. So I was like, oh, my God, what? This is real? And I really thought he was going to do it, like, once. Like, I was like, he's going to do a one and done. This guy, like... This was a few episodes ago. So it was a, several weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I documented the entire thing. It was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I went, honestly, to, like, observe. I was like, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah. Like, there are going to be so many fangirls. They're going to be, like, screaming. Like, I was yeah. imagining, like, the Beatles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, I hope you guys are old enough to know who the Beatles are. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> um, or, like, who's another, like, um, Joe Jonas or something yeah. like that, right? Like, is that yeah, right? I don't even know. Or, like, um, it doesn't Justin matter. Bieber. Justin Bieber, right. It was, like, a Justin Bieber. Uh, no joke. So, I showed up a little late. I already go to a running group in Central Park at 7 o'clock, and his run was, like, at 6.30. So, I was like, okay, no big deal. I'll go to his running group. We'll run, I'm sure, like, a mile or two. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go to my real running group. Yeah. So, I show up. And they're not there, and they're, like, turning the corner. And he's, like, at the front, and he's very tall. He's mm-hmm. probably, like, 6'3", at least. Mm-hmm. And all these girls are trailing behind him. No, but they're not talking. Like, there's yeah. no volume coming out of the group. It's yeah. just, like, running feet. And, uh, yeah. and so they stop, and he's like, okay, all right, good good run, everyone. And I turn around to people. I'm like, wait, that's it? Like, they're already done? It's It was, like, 640. And I was like, wait, what do you mean they're done? It's 640. They're like, yeah, oh, we only ran a mile. I'm like, oh, so they met up to run a mile, which, fine, I'm going to judge. It's not very long. So, <laughs> I mean, you ran more than a mile in Barry's boot clamp today. Yeah. So, yeah, so Tyler met up with these random people. Yes, yeah. begrudgingly. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was very fun. All in the name of love. Yes. So, um, anyway... They ran a mile. They all stopped. And this is mine you at Tavern on the Green. He, like, put an Instagram story. He didn't even, like, make a post. He made a story. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. I'm going to run. I'll meet up at Tavern on the Green. 6.30, Tuesday, rain or shine, be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, science experiment. I'm there. Mm-hmm. So I show up. All these girls, no joke, are, like, 19 to maybe 23 mm-hmm. at max. I don't – there might have been, a, like, one or two. It was, like, mm-hmm. 25, 26. Mm-hmm. They were so young. They were so in it. And I was just documenting it. I was, like, zooming my camera. Like, this is hilarious. Then, like, the people didn't know how to, like, organize themselves. So I started helping Matt James, his friend. And I was like, girls, get in line. And anyway, all this to say, I documented it. And I was like, I'm not a fangirl, but this is freaking hilarious. And Matt, his friend, (laughs) he reposted it, like, all of my stories. (laughs) So I think he thought it was funny. Like, I... I think they could tell, or I hope. Yeah. I'm not 25. I'm not interested in your friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. Anyway, so I met Tyler, and like as I'm trying to organize all these girls into like a line, he like can see me. He's like looking over, like uh, kind of laughed, like, yeah. "Thank you." Like yeah. this is funny. Like yeah. this, the fact that like he's on a TV show, all of a sudden these girls are just mm-hmm. like swarming him. Yeah. Like, like he's a fly. It was hilarious. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, I met Tyler. Mm-hmm. Well, since then, he's done these runs way more frequently. He posts them all the time, like, once a week. Hey, I'm going to be at the Tavern on the Green at X time. Come there. I haven't showed up again. Because, quite frankly, I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm sure it's yeah. a bunch of fangirls. I actually told Matt. I was like, you need to hire someone in PR mm-hmm. to, like, manage this stuff. But we'll see. So, Matt, if you're listening... I'm available. I think you guys need PR help. And you seem great and normal. So, anyway, um, all that to say, that's my story with Tyler. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. I thought it was a good science experiment. Like, what are these girls doing? Are they talking to him? Are they Mm -hmm. like, Tyler, I love you. Or, Tyler, like, you're so cool. Yeah. Or are they, like, they were, like, scared. They literally didn't say a word. It was, like, silence. It was really funny. Okay, but anyway, moving on. So she has a date with Tyler 
who knows if he's in the running for Bachelor or if he's Hannah's fiance. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about the fact that they didn't sleep together? The fact that, like, what are your thoughts on his probability of being her husband and how I that mean, went? It definitely seems like um, they have a physical chemistry. I thought it was weird that he, like, snuck up behind her and, like, pretended, like, he was the masseuse. Okay. And started, oh, and like, day massaging day? her butt. Yeah, and so... And then she, like, looks up and she's like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, I thought that was, like, kind of... Uh, a little invasive? Yeah, a little, like, sketchy, like, okay. It just makes me feel like girls are going to watch that and think, like, oh, that's, like, a good thing for a boy to, like... Come up behind come up you and behind massage you. you. touching you and massaging you without you, like, asking for it or consenting. But... True. That said, like, I think that it wasn't, like, a red flag or, like, weird in this situation because they are on a steamy date. They are wearing, like, little clothes. He's already been, like, I'm looking at you. I wish I was over on that table with you. Oh, yeah. He was very sexual in his comments. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she was, like, yeah, come on. Let's do this. You know, she was very much, like, okay, like, into it too. Oh, um, she's so, so I think that I think that's like I think that that was I I liked that she asked him to respect her um, wish to not have sex because yeah sometimes like if I were getting married after dating a bunch of people it might feel like okay maybe some people want to know that there's sexual chemistry there. That, okay, if if marriage for me means for the rest of my life, like, I don't, I want to commit to you, like, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm doing this because I believe in, you know, the idea of marriage, then maybe, I don't know, I just feel like... Well, let me ask you one thing. Do you think the order of these dates, the way they were shown, is the order that they happened? I don't know. So one thing that's interesting is I've never, at least that I can recall, I don't remember ever seeing a bachelorette stopping the guy. Okay, let's just take something into consideration here. Mm -hmm. On the fantasy suite dates, there is a portion that is behind closed doors, off camera, Mm -hmm. off mic, Mm -hmm. where it's complete privacy, where like Mm -hmm. they can say whatever they want. So Mm -hmm. I think she could have said all of that quietly she could have they could have closed the door but like do you want to go to the fantasy suite okay sounds good yeah. and then she could have said tyler i want you to know i, I don't want we don't to have do an it. issue with with our connection like i'm not trying to see if we have chemistry for the rest of our lives like i think that will not be a problem for us let's just talk like i, I like so do you think she was, was doing that because she was concerned that she herself was going to be tempted to have sex with him no, she's having sex with other people. I don't think it has to do with her having... Okay, so maybe she But is, why was it necessary for her to say that on camera? On camera? Yeah. Because it's dramatic. She knows what she's doing. She's a, she's a part of this process of making a good TV show. I think you're right. That's a fair point. I think Hannah's keenly aware. I actually heard her in an interview with Nick Vial a long time oh. ago. Like, soon after she got off the show. And she mm-hmm. was like... Oh, yeah. Like, I knew what I was doing. Like, mm-hmm. the producers would be like, 
when she was on The Bachelor with Colton, mm-hmm. they would want, um, you know, they'd ask her a certain question and they'd want a certain answer. Mm-hmm. I think they realized she was good at just divulging a lot of information. Yeah, just let her go. And that she answered. Yeah, she's like, yeah. just give me one question. And she told them when she was The Bachelorette, give me the question mm-hmm. and I will respond. And in my response, I'll give you a lot of information. I will get to the information you want. Yeah. You know, I will totally. share what you want. So, anyway... Um, so you think she needed to say it for the drama, and that's why she told to, uh, to Tyler? Yeah. That's fair. Also, maybe, okay, so before I did say that I think she wants to sow her wild oats, but I think that it's also possible that she's looking at it in the sense of, like, this person that I marry, I want to know if, like, a lot of people have this feeling about sex and marriage, like, I want to have sex with this person because sex is a very important part of a relationship to me mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that we're compatible. I mean, compatible in quotes. Right. I like, think that that's I think something that can be grown, but like compatibility sexually is something that can change and grow, I think. But definitely. Um, but she may have said that so that it's a little more like, Hey, I'm not just like sleeping around. I'm like trying to find my husband. And having sex maybe with a few people right now is part of that process for me. Because sex is important to me. I want to enjoy it for the rest of my life and my marriage. And I want to make sure that this person is the right one for me. It's possible that she's coming from that sort of mindset. So that's, she, her saying that was giving her a little, was maybe explaining some of that a little bit without her having to say it. I don't know. Mm. I'm just saying it's possible. You mean explaining it to the viewership? Yeah. Without without having an ITM with the viewers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying, like, I want to have sex to see if I'm compatible with all these guys. You know, she doesn't maybe want to say it. But, or maybe she did say it and they cut it out or whatever. It was just yeah. more dramatic to say, you know, what she did say. But. More dramatic to say, like, I'm not sleeping with you at this time. Yeah. But, so people think, oh, she's taking sex seriously still. Even though she might have sex with other guys. Possible. Yeah. But she's basically just not worried about her sex life with Tyler. And that's that's good. That's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. So, all right, Tyler and her could have great sex if they ever get to. We'll find out one day. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, he's definitely in the running for The Bachelor. Yeah. So, yeah. that's... The way she said goodbye to him... Oh, that was, was like, interesting. I was like, I have had so many goodbyes without him like that. So you that's thought that was... Uh, that's what I saw. I yeah. love you, I miss you, you're my husband. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to say goodbye to you. So... When, when are they seeing each other again? Right. At rose she ceremony. has to get him a rose, a rose and has to do all this other shit before... Right. If it's... Um, I don't know. It's possible he's the one. I don't know. So I agree with you. Do you think so, she knows right now? I don't. No. Here's what I think. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to um, uh, not babes and babies. Um, that doesn't exist, um, anymore. Uh, uh, the broads, chatty broads, mm-hmm. and and that's Becca Martinez who was on Ari season, little mm-hmm. pixie Be- mm-hmm. Becca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Oh, I think the reason why she was crying is because she knows it's not him, and he's such a stand-up mm-hmm. guy." Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm letting go of that guy. Like, he mm-hmm. held me, didn't have sex with me, didn't pressure me, and he's like hot AF. 
Yeah. He's a wonderful guy, Mm -hmm. fun, and like, oh, he's not my husband. So, I don't know. I see that point. Mm -hmm. I do think at this point, we're not Hannah, we don't know. But I think at this point, watching it, I'm with you. I think she actually thinks, oh, shoot, he could be the one. Yeah. And recognizing I've had sex with Peter, I actually think it was crying out of regret for Peter because... Mm -hmm. She then sits on the edge of, like, a boat, and she says, oh, my God, like, what basically Tyler's date made her reevaluate all others. Yeah. To me, that's huge. That's saying either mm-hmm. Tyler's was really good or really bad. And I yeah. think it was really good, mm-hmm. and it made her go, shit, like, he was the one I was going to let go. Yeah. Like, Luke, I definitely like. Peter, I just had sex with. Mm-hmm. Jed definitely loves me, so, like, that one's a strong one. Mm-hmm. And then in her, and then she sees the state, has the state with Tyler, and she's like, crap, well, that actually went way better than anticipated. Yeah. So now what do I do? Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe Peter isn't as great. And, like, I would rather make out with Tyler and wake up to Tyler every morning than Peter. And Oh, my God. Yeah. I just can't. Anyway. It's true. It, yeah, maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she has no clue. And she's struggling. I think she's struggling real hard. But um, it's a hard problem. It's, it's You know she's, why it probably is? It's because she probably thought Luke was the one for so long, and now she's mm-hmm. like, he's actually not. So now I have no idea who I'm going to pick. I think that's what it is, too. I think yeah. she totally actually thought Luke has been the one. Uh-huh. And she's at the point where she's like, wait, Jed loves me. Luke, there's some red flags. Uh, I don't know if he's the one. But again, mm-hmm. I know I, he could be the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Do we get so, to Jed? Jed. All right, you start. I, I have so many opinions about this okay. guy. See, I still am a Jed fan. Do you know the story on Haley Stevens? I don't know who Haley Stevens is, but I know there was a girl who came out on Pe- in People magazine talking about how he um, dated her before the show and then left saying, like, I'm just doing this for my career. I'm coming back to you. We're going to be glad yep. this happened, that I did this. It's going to be good for me. She is also a... Country singer. A singer-songwriter. Correct. Um, so, I don't know. Part of me wonders if, if, if they both did this thinking like... I mean, I could be a conspiracy theorist and be mm-hmm. like, they planned all of this. They planned all this that all That she was going to come she out was- on in, in People and talk about it because... That's good for her. I mean, I bet if people Googled her name, her singer-songwriter website is the first thing, just like it is for Jed's. It's like you Google his name and his website is the first thing. All right. <laughs> so, tell me but why you like that him. Said, that I said, think why he you like showed him? Up. I have so much to share I think about he showed up and he really likes this girl. Hannah. I mean, I think that everyone's on TV to be on TV. Um, to a certain extent, um, but I think that he, I don't know, I, I just think that he's like the, the voice of reason on the show. So many times I've been like, yeah, Jed's the only one that's like making any sense right now. Wow. <laughs> like, I've, I, I have felt that way kind of across the board. So, I mean, he's been jealous, I, he's felt jealous. Let's pause. He's you think about, it's fine in the voice of reason in the middle of his final, it could be final date with her and be like, I just don't get why you're still dating Luke. I have such an issue yeah. with it. You think I think that was an okay, appropriate so, thing? Like, what did you think about that? Uh, and he brought it up yes. again at dinner. 
Like, yeah. it wasn't over. It was such an issue for him. Is that jealousy? Is that... I think it's jealousy, but I think it's also coming from a place of, like, I worry about you. Like, and I feel like this... I feel like he has some... Not that Jeff doesn't, I guess, with dating someone else. <laughs> but, like, oh, but like Luke has some... You. Luke has some, like, red flags, I think, with, like, you know what he would be like in a marriage. Would he be kind of controlling? Would he be kind of like, would he be not a good communicator? Would that be difficult? He doesn't get along with other people. Like, I think part of it is him just saying like, I don't like him for you. Like, I don't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried about you, like with this guy. Fine. But is now really the time? Because it's not the final two. They have four guys left. Is it really the place? Well, I think the reason why it came up is because she was, struggling between him and Luke. Right. Is, is so it, I think that just happened. This is the very next time he's seeing her. And he's like, yeah, I was pissed off. I was pissed off because I don't know how you can possibly. not know which one of us is a better option. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So he is such a freaking double standard. He is, to me, scum of the earth. Oh, wow. I am a huge <laughs> judge not follower and let me just it, it is said here and guys strong. if he gets on that after the final rose and somehow convinces America that he's really not the bad he had Haley however he fell in love with Hannah mm-hmm. and he made a mistake and he just wants Hannah's forgiveness I'm still not going to buy it I am 100% still not going to buy it at this guy at all okay so why what I will get, reasons alright I will get to that and I just want to bring this up about Jed I called it I called this really early. You did call We it. did have a podcast, I mean, and I, I said, know. I don't I, like him. I don't trust that he's a musician, and he's singing mm-hmm. on every date. Yeah, he And is. he still has, by the way, guys, on his freaking hometown. Yeah. Like, get over it. We know you sing. I said this. Here's my, here's why I thought. Mm-hmm. I have dated comedians, like legit comedians. Mm-hmm. I have dated actors. They don't sit there and, and on the date show me their skit. Every time we hang out. Yeah. Because that's weird. And if they yeah. did, then they're using me. So he, in my opinion, is using Hannah and has an agenda. And it's not to fall in love with and marry Hannah. It's to make himself famous and make his career much more successful. So I will get to the Yoda yeah. stuff. Ignore the spray in the background. This is real life, y'all. I don't have a child like Becca, but I do have hair to get done. So, that was hairspray. <laughs> um, so, guys, um, I'm going to give you the Haley Stevens in a moment. Stay tuned. Rip a cheers. You know, I just want to make a cheers to the people that I love and have missed the most. And a cheers to the person that I am starting to love. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers to everyone trusting their intuition and their gut every day. When you stick to your truth, it's beneficial to everybody. Cheers. Cheers. That's good. Who just loved that clip? So that clip I just had you listen to was from uh, the hometown um, with Jed. And Jed's mom led the final toast, which was kind of unnecessary. I don't know if you guys were listening and watching and at the time thinking, wait, couldn't Jed have the last word? Why did the mom need to make another toast? Well, you know why? Because I think her motherly intuition was like, this is off so much and I need to warn Hannah and let Jed know inadvertently that 
you need to tell your truth and um, trust Hannah. You need to trust your gut. That's what I think. But um, wow, was that foreshadowing to what the truth is? So I'm just going to reveal some truth to you guys. Um, uh, I'm going to, sh- after I tell you guys this, I'm going to have uh, Chelsea's reaction. I did share with her the whole Hannah Stevens story. Uh, I listened, I, first of all, I read about Hannah Stevens. I hope all of you had. It's been in the news a lot. Um, and it can't go unnoticed. This is not a season where I'm just like, this is just, okay, whatever. Someone had a girlfriend, no big deal. Or it's just someone trying to get their 15 minutes of fame. Uh, This girl doesn't need her 15 minutes of fame. She already has a career. She already has some, not fame, fame, but she um, has been working on her career for 10 years. And um, her name is Haley Stevens. So let me tell you a little more. Jed met... Haley Stevens, um, back in October. So this is now October, 2018. Um, she says that, um, she met, uh, Jed at a writer's round in Nashville and then they had their first date November 1st. And she knows that cause she journals and is very, um, precise with her journaling. So, um, everything I'm about to share with you is from an interview she did with, uh, reality Steve, uh, which I listened to and, I almost didn't. I there was a part of me that I was like, you know what? I need to stay true to this podcast and not know any spoilers, not know um, kind of different opinions. Like I just need to watch it and you know watch it as as everyone else is, with the only opinion of the way the producers are painting the show. But this feels like a time in Bachelor history that I cannot pretend this is not happening. Um, it's so in the media and I think nowadays the way that social media is so prevalent, everything is, if it's going to be in the media, it's going to be big. So here's what happened. Jed and Haley met, had a first date in November. They hanging out, they hung out every weekend. They were dating. Um, they kept saying, Oh, it's just me and you. It's just me and you. So was there ever a define you're my boyfriend, you're my girlfriend. It doesn't appear so, but, uh, it does appear that they said the words, it's just me and you. Um, so I think she assumed they were together, just the two of them and not dating other people. Uh, they hung out all the weekend, every weekend they hung out during the weeks. They went on a weekend getaway to his family to visit his family in Tennessee, just like Hannah did. Um, and then in about a month in, it was early December. He had, he let her know. He's like, Hey, like I, I think his guilty conscience was coming in. He, they had just had their weekend away with his family. And he wanted to let her know that he had applied or someone had applied for him um, to be on The Bachelor. And uh, the way he described it, he was like, well, I would, you know, be on this show and I'd be gone for a few weeks. And, you know, he doesn't know how long. It could be up to eight weeks. And um, just that it'd be really good for his career. So they kind of made that decision together. Like, do we keep dating or do we break up on the chance that, you know, casting wasn't final at this point. So there was a chance in December that he wasn't going to be on the show. He was just in the running. So she said, you know what? No, let's stay together. Like, why would I break up with you? And then you're not on the show, right? It's all hypothetical at this point. So, but she knows it's, it's probably, it could happen. So, um, they keep dating and even she, um, she's a performer. So she went away in January for some tours. Um, she's in a singing duo. 
And so she was on the road. She said they FaceTimed every day. So to me, this is a classic long distance relationship. Like if you're in a committed relationship, you're talking most every day. Heck, I know couples who are in long distance relationships who definitely do not talk every day on the phone. So the fact that they were makes me think all the more, of course this girl thinks that just the two of them are dating. Of course she thinks he's committed to her. Like, they're meeting each other's families, they're talking every day. When they're in person, they're together all, a lot. Like, of course she thinks it's just the two of them. So they're dating. Um, his birthday came up at the end of January, and she threw him a surprise party with all of his friends, which means obviously she knew his friends. Like, his friends knew that this was his girlfriend. Um, And then as a gift, she gave him a trip to the Bahamas. So um, she did reveal that she had some financial help from her family for that trip, Um, like the flights and such. But when they got there, they they split everything. So by no means was he just smoozing off of her and um, taking a free trip and then going to leave her. I think, you know, they were clearly in a relationship. He was paying his portion and they had a little weekend getaway. They both also... Uh, Instagrammed about their trips. There were individual pictures, one of just Jed on the beach at um, both tagged at the Atlantis in the Bahamas, and then one of just her at the Atlantis in the Bahamas. Same day, February 20th. So they're both at the Atlantis in the Bahamas taking individual pictures. He commented something like, like the fire signs, and um, which by the way, I've since looked at, he has deleted we're talking as in the last like week, week and a half, he has deleted that because when I listened to her interview with, uh, reality, Steve, his comments were still on her Instagram page. So he must've gotten smart in the last few weeks, uh, leading up to the finale of the bachelorette. And, uh, yeah, he's deleted comments from February. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's so skeezy. So anyway, he dated this girl. They go on a trip together when they were in the Bahamas, now mind you, leading up to all this, they had not said I loved you. She revealed that she told him early on that she had never said I love you to a man and that it would mean a lot to her. But he would say things to her like, well, I love your bod. I love your hands. I love your heart. So it was clear he was trying to say I love you without freaking her out and saying the words I love you. Um, but he texted her these things and, you know, was very verbal about his affections for her. Very much how he's verbal with Hannah. So uh, she had every reason to believe that he was very into her. And over that weekend in the Bahamas, they finally revealed that they loved each other. And she says that she definitely thinks it came from a sincere place. So fast forward. Now, mind you, this is February 20th. And they knew at the time, as soon right before they left for their trip, they found out he was going to be on The Bachelor. And the looming date for when he would leave was March 12th. Okay, so we're in July now, but this was back in early March. So they had about three weeks left together, That, um, and then he was going to leave to film. And she said, look, everyone in Nashville, like, you know, when you're in the entertainer, you get it. Like, oh, I'm going on a reality TV show. It's kind of like scripted or acting. And so she really didn't think, she knew he might have to kiss her, but she she wasn't thinking that there were going to be real feelings involved. It was, he's going to go on the show, be there for a few weeks, and then come home. And this is not just her, you know, naively thinking this. He verbalized to her that, you know, this is, 
you know, just keep wait for me. The term wait at the dock for me, you know, I love you. Like we're going to get through this together. And then when he, so far that, uh, you know, he flew out March 12th, he was with her leading up to the trip. She helped him pack. She even gave him her guitar case. So when you're watching the episode of him, um, serenading Hannah in her hotel room, that's Haley's guitar case. Yep. Um, and so, wow, it's got to take some bold nerve to carry around a girlfriend's guitar case to be on a TV show pretending to like another girl. Um, so yeah, that was Jed. That's what he did. And she said right before he flew out, he, you know, landed. And when he got to LA, called her and said, I love you. Don't forget it. Um, yeah. Or maybe that was a text, but definitely said, I love you. Don't forget it. So it's clear that he was saying, wait for me. Like, I'm getting on the show. Wait for me. Well, as we all know, Jed didn't come home right away. And Jed is still not home. Well, well, now he's home, right? It's July. He's home. But uh, long story short, um, Jed didn't contact her. She continued on her Reality Steve interview to share more about um, their connection post his arrival into Nashville and if they ever talk. So if you're curious to know more about this, I encourage you to listen to that interview with Reality Steve. Um, He is such an expert on, um, people just send him information and like spoilers on what's happening. So um, anyway, all this to say is that she knew when she was dating Jed that yes, she was dating someone who was gonna purposely be dating someone else on television for television and for his career to further his career and then come home and be with her they both were under the understanding that he was not going on the show to date date her and come home with a girlfriend or a fiance so um it'll be interesting how it all pans out uh no one obviously knows what is happening today as we speak um we will find out but i just want and even if they're together if they're not together or if she's with someone else Um, but I can't imagine conceivably liking this guy. I can't imagine ever making him the next bachelor if he's the runner up. I can't imagine, um, this ever being painted in a positive light. Um, so you know what I really think? Um, we're going to continue this with, um, some clips about Luke and from Luke, but I really think what has happened here is that, uh, yeah, Luke has said some things that, to a lot of people piss them off but I don't think Luke inherently uh is ill intent has an ill intentions and I don't think he's manipulative I don't think he's trying to be manipulative I think Luke has done things that Hannah didn't like that frustrated Hannah throughout the entire season so it was very easy to paint him as the villain when in fact we had another guy skirt along the entire season with a girlfriend and he's not the villain so the fact that that could happen is just telling me that the producers has have created something for you to listen and watch and uh producers have told you what to think without you guys realizing it and this disgusts me knowing uh that Jed is this way I all along was not a fan of his I don't think he is um 
I think guys who are deceptive and undercover deceptive are the scariest. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> it's like a Ted Bundy. If you don't know Ted Bundy, there's a documentary on Netflix. Um, but people like that who, um, who on paper and in person are really charming and loving and say all the right things. And then deep down their actions are polar opposite and they lie a lot and they're, um, cheating and, um, yeah, liars. I mean, to me, that's the most deceptive thing you could be doing. So, uh, I pray that Jed, um, changes. I, I pray that, uh, he learns from his mistakes and, um, It'll be super interesting to see how this all plays out. So with that said, I'm going to let you hear Chelsea's reaction and her opinions on Jed and Luke because they're different than mine. And then I want you guys to um, hear some recap of someone else's opinion of Luke. So here's how I look at it. Regardless of Jed is her F1 or not, Mm -hmm. if he is somewhere, he is still in the running and he is taking spots when other, she could have not had a relationship with Jed and it would have changed the dynamic. It would have changed. Mm-hmm. She maybe be way more into Tyler or way more into Luke or whatever. Maybe. But I think it's interesting as a viewership, we are overlooking the flaws. And I'm so curious to see how this is going to play out in the Mintel All. Oh, yeah. And I, I know after gonna, the final rose. Yeah. But after the final rose, those conversations will be interesting, especially if she chooses him. I think, regardless if she chooses him, though. How is he not the villain? So my question now is how yeah. now that I've shared this information, mm-hmm. listening to deep interviews with Haley Stevens, how is Jed given all this information? Is he the villain now? Does this change things for you? No. I don't see him as the villain. Because also Jed has been the only person who has, in my opinion, been honest about the process and kind of like pulled away that fourth wall of like this is a show like I'm here and you're dating other people like I came on this show because I thought it was going to be good for my career like he probably has an agent or somebody that got him like that's probably how the majority I mean a lot of people go to the auditions and everything but they also the producers also have to make a show that's dramatic that's intriguing. And unfortunately, Chelsea and I were interrupted by a knock at the door. So uh, thank you so much, Chelsea. You, um, Your thoughts are such a breath of fresh air. They're so different than mine. But, um, you know, I'm sure you guys listening have various opinions. And I want to hear them. So please, please write to me. Uh, my Instagram handle is Marilee17. It's M-A-R-I-L-E-E. And uh, I'm going to create some sort of a new platform for you guys to interact with me besides just my Instagram profile. But uh, I really would love to hear your opinions about this. I think what has been going on is fascinating. And I want to know where else people stand. So with that said, I'm going to end this episode with a few more clips about Luke. Some are Luke talking. Some are Hannah talking about Luke just to kind of remind you what has been said about him prior to where we're at now. And then, um, you know, it's crazy. I was, um, on the streets of Washington, DC, the middle of the day on a super hot day. And this girl overheard my conversation talking about Luke and just 
honestly just chimed in. And uh, so we got to talking and uh, after a few minutes, I, I thought, well, gosh, you have a great, very interesting um, very interesting opinion here. Can I film you and tape you? So uh, I have Megan on the pod. Uh, Megan is um, a longtime follower of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And so I want you to get um, another fan's opinion because sometimes you hear uh, my opinion and you might totally disagree. So I want you to hear someone else's opinion on what is going on. And I can't wait to talk to you guys soon after the men tell all. Until then, I'll see you soon. That guy sucks. Seriously, like, don't come here if you have a girlfriend. This thing started with a guy like Scott, wasting your time. It's a slap in the face for me because I'm investing my whole life and future into this for somebody who just honestly has no respect for himself or me. The whole day today, I feel like I feel like I hadn't even had a day with you yet. I feel like I've been trying to explain myself. Yes, we talked in circles, and I couldn't stand it. It, it, like, was tearing me up. Like, I'm, I'm so thankful for this right now. I feel like you actually get to see me right now for real. I don't... I know today sucked. And I didn't, I didn't even communicate with you how I felt. I just, like, I, I guess it's, like, bothering me. Because it's, like, are you taking what I'm saying seriously? Because, like... You didn't understand me. I just want you to know it hasn't hit me until tonight. No, I, I, I get it now. I didn't know how to describe it. Well, say that. I don't know how to describe it. You were just talking in circles. I felt like... And saying the same thing you've said to me a zillion times. I'll admit... And so then, you know what that means? It makes it feel not real. Yes, I can see that. I'll admit I froze up a little bit. But I just want you to know that I am crazy about you and I feel so strongly about you. And I just, I genuinely want to marry you. I'm admitting that. That was just where it just exploded and that was just done. Stop. Please stop. I feel like everybody thinks it's just Luke that makes me feel freaking psycho and irritated right now. It's all of you. Stop the focus on him. So I just ran into a Bachelor fan on the streets of D.C. during my Bachelorette. What is the irony? Um, but I have Megan with me, and I would love to just bring her on and ask her a few questions. Say hey, Megan. Hey, guys. How are you doing? 
So, Megan, uh, tell us, are you a fair-weathered Bachelor fan, or are you, like, a tried-and-true, I'm obsessed with The Bachelor? I mean, I'm obsessed with The Bachelor, but I have uh, gone through seasons where I was not okay with The Bachelor, and uh, The Bachelor let me down, a.k.a. Drake. (laughs) Jake Pavelka! Which is what this podcast is um, in reference to on the Wings of Love, so that's pretty funny that he's the guy you loved well, way back yeah. when he loved me and or I loved him and then yeah. he like completely broke my heart during his season I regretted thinking he was the best but when he was on the bachelorette right he was the best oh he was great and then I think he disappointed a lot of people so yeah. so moving on to this season though uh what from the beginning who were your who was your front runner from the very beginning okay so like, the people that I like and the people who Hannah like would be very different. Peter was my front runner. I thought Peter was, like, the best guy. Like, if I could date any of the guys on The Bachelor, don't tell my husband, but it would be Peter. <laughs> um, but <laughs> as far as, like, perfect guy for Hannah, I do think Luke was the right one for her. She, he matched her in values. In like they obviously had a chemistry and attraction to each other, and I think they actually really got along conversationally, yeah. um, which I think Hannah struggled with with a lot of the guys. I think she had trouble connect- connecting with them, but I think Luke really was her guy, and it's just kind of a shame that he got painted in such a bad light and that she flipped out on him at the end. Well, so speaking of that, you say it's ba- it's too bad she. He is painted in a bad light. I think a lot of Bachelor Nation oh. just thinks he is a total douche. He right. has no class. He is demeaning women. What is your thought on that, you know? Um, I think, first of all, he comes from a different culture than a lot of Bachelor Nation. Um, he comes from a really conservative religious background, and I think that that's not taken into consideration a lot of times. I think also he was he showed that he was affectionate towards her very early on and that's a real quick trigger for a lot of guys on the bachelorette like they instantly like turn and attack that all of the time um but I think that he he didn't help himself at times but I think being what is he 23 24 24. yeah like who hasn't said dumb stuff when they were 24 like if we were judged on what we said at 24 I don't think any of us would be proud (laughs) of course not of course not so okay so you you're you're giving him grace for being young and also taking into consideration his background well how can you um you know qualify in your mind what happened that last date so we've just seen the final four um Hannah's on her one-on-one with Luke at dinner and they went to Santorini. It seemed like they had a great yeah. time. Did you, at this point, when you were watching the day dates, were you still on the track of Luke as number one for her? Or well, did you think she was more connected to someone else? I thought that, well, I'd seen the previews, so I knew that something bad was about to happen and he was about to step in it. I think he thought he was it. I think he thought the show was but done. But watching her, do you think she was most her, into him? Or do you think she was most, at this point? I think after, I think four guys was too many for her. And I think that she was completely confused and she was completely torn. And I don't think she was feeling really any of them. 100%. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. No, I'm that's super interesting. So you like, don't think she's really feeling any of them. I mean, we know like, she has sex with Peter. But yeah. even watching their chemistry, does she have great chemistry with Peter or great with Tyler or great with, I think you Tyler know? was the best, but I think that's that's because he's the one she's attracted to. Uh, the uh, she was or He was one of the ones she was attracted to, and he was date number two. 
So it's easy to build something with mm-hmm. date number two. Date number four is a little bit harder. That's so true. Because by date four, you're exhausted. Right. You're like, I'm over this. Yeah. I'm I, so like, tired of dating. dating. around here by date number four, I would be like, I just want to go home and go to bed. I'll take a month off and not date for a little while. Thanks, bye. I think that's everyone's <laughs> thought. Right. So, you know, um, we, again, we just kind of bumped into each other, which yeah. is so fun. Right. Um, I, I'm super curious to know, so you think Luke was her true front runner. You think he is yeah. actually the best for her. And what are your thoughts on how she handled that conversation and how he handled that final dinner conversation? So I think, first of all, it was a really awkward conversation to have. And he kind of stumbled over it a little bit, which I think any of us would. But I think any guy who is a week away from getting down on one knee and proposing to anybody or even a girl like about to get proposed to I would want to know like are you having sex with other people like it's kind of a normal thing to not want the person you're about to propose to or be proposed by to not have sex with anybody else and I think he honestly thought that she hadn't because I think he was led on a little bit by her in that hometown date when they went to church and she was all about it and she was so proud of him for getting up and telling his story about his sexuality and his virginity and I think that he really thought that she wasn't going to have sex with anyone else and so he and do you think that's because not, she seemed so into his faith that yes. he could assume that and I think she's she, into his her faith yeah and I've, I've heard a lot of things about they like related a lot based off faith so I think she spent a lot of time being like yeah I'm with you I don't I think sex is sacred I think it's important to like save yourself and like only have sex with people that you really love and care about so I think she agreed with him all along the way and it kind of misled him and I think he was trying to say that I'm proud of you and I really appreciate that you aren't having sex with all of these guys and when he said that I think she in her mind, flashback to having sex with Peter, who I think she regretted having sex with him, mostly because he's the only one that she said. She chose not to have sex with Tyler, who she really was physically attracted to. And I think she knew that Peter was a nice guy and she was going to send him home Mm -hmm. and she wasn't going to choose him because they didn't have the sexual chemistry as much that she wanted, Mm -hmm. but she knew he wasn't the front runner and she had sex with him and I think she was regretting that. So I think when he said it, she flipped out. And I Amen, and who doesn't flip out when or not even flip out, but uh I think we regret something defensive. Yeah. So you view the Hannah conversation not as a woman empowerment situation, but as Hannah is now defensive of her action. Yeah, I actually see it as a woman disempowered and broken down, to be entirely honest. I did not see her being a strong woman to standing up for feminism. And, like, I'm not a religious person, by the way. Like, I am not on Luke's side because I think that, like, sex is sacred and should be saved for marriage. Like, that is not... That's not not my game. I would not choose Luke. Like, he's not my... He he would not be my pick. (laughs) And, I like, I totally am not into him but um I do think that for her she was like choosing that and regretting that and she was not sitting there and calmly saying hey I know that this is your belief but this is my belief and I made my choices and I stand by them and you have the right to say you know what we don't align on this so I'm gonna go home and if that's your choice like I wish you luck 
and but she didn't do that she flipped out on him and I think in that way it's not a rise for feminism because I think being able to control your emotions and calmly say what you believe in and stand up for yourself mm-hmm. and be like I'm really sorry you feel this way but I that's more of like a feminist approach that I want to follow and be a part of. I don't want to have to scream that, like, I've had sex in a windmill in order for you to respect my sexuality. I want to be able to be like, you know what? I have had sex, and I'm sorry that you don't accept me that way, but that just means we're not meant to be, honey. Right. And, I mean, frankly, on the flip side, I'm not sure... And had it been a calm response, perhaps it would have been a stand-up for feminism. Yes. But, and... I agree. I think the flip of it is she wasn't calm. She right. was defensive, likely, and that's why it was a screaming match. That's why it wasn't even a match. It was well, just her he yelling at him. Because he wasn't fighting back. No, he was he willing to, like, talk through it and accept whatever she was saying, Correct. but she was flipping out. And, like, I give him props because he really was being attacked, and he was holding his own and being really calm about it and, like, being like, okay, well, you know, let's talk about it. Let's work this out. And she was like, nope, we're not going to talk about it. And, like, in a real relationship... You talk about this. Talk about it. Well, Megan, this has been eye-opening. Literally, it's so it's so great to hear someone else's perspective. Yeah. So um, great to meet This you was not here. prompted no, at all, it? which is crazy. I'm um, literally carrying a vacuum cleaner around because I just went and grabbed it from my cousin. In the shade, though, right there. Well, Megan, I we, I know we'll let you get your vacuum home. <laughs> We're gonna get off to the pool, but yeah, um, enjoy that. This has been so fun, right? and I hope I'm you... I'm so glad I bumped into you guys. We are, too. Yes. We hope that, like, you can um, tune in to yeah. On the Wings of Love, and we can reconnect again and um, yeah. watch the show and chat about it in right? the future. That That's would be really awesome. fun. Yeah, for sure. So, awesome. awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks. Yeah, kiss